Don't submit your application for employee benefits under ERISA blindly. Employers already have the upper hand because they design your benefit package, control the outcome in most cases, and know the laws. How much do most employees know? Typically only what employers want you to know. Take a few minutes today with me, Estra, and learn five things about employee benefit plans under ERISA. What you learn may be your best protections. I am encouraged to see many people stand up and say, Congress, ERISA reform is needed today, not tomorrow. Talking About You with Estra welcomes you to a new radio episode of Employee Benefit Tips under ERISA. The five tips we'll discuss today include, number one, integrity levels of employers and recognizing bad faith behaviors. Number two, here we provide the location where you can find ERISA laws to better understand your current situation. You can also find much of the information out on my sites on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and my Esther Seattle official site. Number three, be prepared in case your benefits abruptly stop. By the way, this can happen with auto, life, long-term disability insurance, including Social Security disability. Number four, ERISA laws are under federal jurisdiction. Therefore, state and local laws have less of an impact when fighting for your benefits. And lastly, number five, don't be intimidated into giving up your benefits because of the power and influence of employers. There are more of us than them, and when we stand together, we can bring about fair and just change. So let's get started. So number one, integrity levels of employers and recognizing bad faith behaviors. Now, most employees do not want to believe the worst about their employers. Otherwise, they would be working for someone else, if at all possible. Yet ignoring the signs of bad faith behaviors can lead most employees down the path of lost benefits, deep disappointment, financial ruin, lots of stress, which can also lead to poverty. The key is to recognize if your employer is attempting to dodge their responsibility and get out of paying your employee benefits after filing a claim. This is one of the worst times for employees to figure out who is friend or foe. After being injured in a car accident, employees' clarity of thought is not at typical levels, and many become more vulnerable because of independence lost because it's taken a back seat to personal injury recovery. Most employees at this time of insecurity want to believe they can trust their employer, and for the lucky ones, they can. For the unlucky ones, bad faith behaviors will cause more problems and stress than one could imagine. The safety net promise will someday evaporate, leaving far too many injured fighting not only for their health, but also for their benefits. And why has all this taken place? In my opinion, when employers decide to be self-insured, meaning they are also your insurance company, they gamble that each month you'll be okay. And when this works out for them, they get to keep your benefit money. However, if you become injured, like in a car accident, they have to pay out on that claim, which does not make them happy because the money is no longer free. Now they have to work to keep this free money, which means denying it to you. 
filing a claim with your employer can take two avenues. One, they'll pay out your claim. By this time, your employer should have an idea about you, your work ethic, and your loyalties to the company. But thus far, how much do you know about the company? Filing a claim will help you learn more about how important you are to them. You will know this because of their willingness to pay out your claim, in my opinion. Which leads me to the second option, to fight your claim every step of the way or after 24 months of benefits. At this stage, most will do anything possible to terminate employee benefits. This adds a new dimension to your recovery because now while recovering, you will have to do battle all along the way. Some people are too sick or injured to continue this battle and end up giving this free money to employers in despair. Others fight till the end and expose the exploitation of insurance companies who have the choice to pay out claims or not. My question is, why would those who have a vested interest in not paying out be able to make this choice? Our insurance industry definitely needs to be revamped, and the sad thing about it is Congress knows about it, but has done nothing to change it. So take the time to find out about the record of your employer. If tragedy strikes a fellow employee, how does your employer handle the situation? At what levels is the employee in the company exempt or non-exempt, which means paid a fixed salary monthly or hourly? Are both treated equitably? Or one or both left out in the cold without benefits? It's best to find out this information before you need to know so that you can plan accordingly. Now moving on to number two, and this is where we're going to talk about where you can actually find ERISA laws to better understand your current situation. You can also find much more information on my sites on Block Talk Radio, iTunes, and my Estra Seattle official site. The Internet can be a great tool for finding and sharing information, as most of us have learned. ERISA, which stands for Employee Retirement Income Security Act, was initially passed by Congress to ensure pension plan protection for workers employed by private companies. This perhaps should have been a clue that employees needed some protections. ERISA was last updated in 1975. Considering that employee wages have been stagnant since 1977, it's been an uphill climb from Main Street to receive fair and just compensation from Wall Street companies. The more power and influence they obtain, in my opinion, the less options and protections flow towards Main Street. This is why Congress needs to reform ERISA into 16. The lobbyists have done a number on ERISA since its inception in the 1960s, and it's time for Congress to get back to its original goal to protect workers through consistent rules and regulations in relation to employee benefit packages through private employers. You can do an engine search online under ERISA Title 29 and begin your review here. If you find this too confusing, you can go out to Talking About You with Estra on iTunes, and it's free, and listen to all the podcasts dealing with ERISA issues. Then pull out any of the topics interested in for further details and narrow down your search. The key is not to get bogged down and discouraged. 
important information online is oftentimes placed way down in the searches to prevent those needing data not to be able to find valuable knowledge involving their claims. So continue looking and don't give up. If you find something you think will be helpful, please use the hashtag EstrasArissa to get the word out. Also on Estra's radio show on Twitter, you can find links which could be of service to you in your search. Take a moment and call Congress at 212-224-3121. Again, Congress's number is 212-224-3121, and you'll automatically be connected to your representative. Ask them two questions. Number one, where do they stand on a risk reform to help workers obtain employee benefits from private corporations? And number two, ask them to support insurance civil rights legislation in order to protect insurance policyholders against delays, denials, or terminations of their insurance claims. It could be auto insurance, life, long-term disability, and also Social Security. After making this call, you will know where they stand in the next election and if they're working on your behalf. Number three, be prepared in case your benefits stop abruptly. By the way, this can happen with auto, life, LTD insurance, including Social Security disability. A false sense of security can develop when viewing commercials from insurance companies, employers, or even Social Security disability. Once your application has been accepted, most people believe the struggle is behind them, which may not be the case. What does this depend on? Most policyholders are not aware that the power to pay or not to pay their claim lies in the hands of typically the same people who will have to pay out benefits. Most of these corporations take little note when you are paying into their insurance funds, which they keep if there's no accident in a month. However, if trouble comes, like a car accident, the money they will have to shell out may be more than they want to. So in other words, they may not be willing to pay your claim. What does this mean to you? If you have little or no savings like most Americans, it can mean a world turned upside down. It means bills will go unpaid, mortgages may fall behind, and worst of all, your family may even go hungry. Why? Because you placed your trust in a corporation which puts their interests first before your insurance claim. Most people are so used to life going on as usual that the unusual throws us for a loop. And when most of us are off balance, it's difficult to put our best foot forward and be our best advocate because the problems faced are larger than what we're used to handling on a regular basis. At the fear of serious losses, and clear thinking goes by the wayside, leaving you in the hands of companies that may have learned how to prey on their victims for generations. Learning how to protect your interests means first evaluating, are you placing your money in the right hands? Should Main Street really be trusting Wall Street with their futures, especially during the time of a crisis? And would you be better off gradually saving for a rainy day so at least what you have is available to you in case a car injury or sickness occurs? Until patients are once again in control of their health care and insurance decisions, the changes of something going seriously wrong with your claim is something most policyholders 
cannot afford. Policyholders somehow went to sleep at the will. In prior decades, insured, meaning you, were in the driver's seat. Insurance companies realized it was your money that made their investment content. Today, however, the tides have turned and insurance companies concentrate more on their investors than their insured, from what I have personally observed. What about you? How have you been treated by insurance carriers or employers who are also your insurance carriers? More and more articles are coming out showing insurance companies or employers passing off more and more of their costs to employees, Social Security, or anyone else they can get to foot the bill for less cost to them. And frankly, in my opinion, the policyholder is the one who comes up short in most cases. If you've paid the insurance company for services, the agreed-upon help should be tendered to the policyholder. If an employer agrees to pay 50% of an employee's salary, why should Social Security pay it for them? If you have a private insurance company that you've been paying premiums to, why should Medicare pay out a portion of their share while they keep the remainder for themselves, which typically still leaves a larger payment portion for policyholders? Somehow, from my perspective, greed has overcome the insurance industry and immediate changes are needed. The question is, does Congress have the courage to do it? Or are pressures from insurance company lobbyists too great to hold Congress accountable? What does this mean? It means citizens have to exert enough pressure to stop unfair insurance practices approved through Congress. Isn't it time to stop and look what your representative has been doing for the last year in Washington, D.C.? If they haven't been working for you, isn't it time to put someone in who will? This will be the only way to stop suffering too many people injured in car accidents experience because insurance company tactics are too big to fail, bringing disastrous consequences to you, the policyholder, when you're least expecting it. Number four, ERISA laws are under federal jurisdiction. Therefore, state and local laws have less of an impact when fighting for your benefits. Why would Congress write up legislation that null and voids precedents made by states? Shouldn't all legislation serve the purpose to protect those citizens in which it was designed? When ERISA preempts state laws with the express goal of creating rules in favor of Wall Street corporations, which allow them to get away with behaviors that harm most of Main Street citizens that come up against them, in my opinion, our justice system has seriously taken a turn for the worse. Most of us only take notice when it impacts ourselves, families, friends, or communities. Most legislation is passed with Wall Street in mind when we are not paying attention. For if we were, how many of these types of laws would be passed? How many officials in Congress would have received their walking papers? Enough of them to get the message that when an unbalanced playing field would not be tolerated, they would change. This will be the only way Wall Street and Congress gets the message. Therefore, use your vote this year to make it clear you've had enough of bad faith practices, no matter where they occur. 216 is the time for Congress to reform ERISA legislation. No other policyholder should have to lose something promised by insurance companies, employers, or Social Security Disability 
just because the rules have been rewritten in support of those unwilling to pay out benefits promised. Federal laws should be held to the highest standards which lifts up citizens rather than pull them down. Federal laws should not be written for Wall Street corporate executives with enough money to pay a fine and go forward, leaving decades of Main Street ruins in their path. Federal laws should not be based on power and influence, but amendments which protect all citizens equally. And lastly, number five, don't be intimidated into giving up your benefits because of the power and influence of insurance companies or employers. There are more of us than there are of them, and when we stand together, we can bring about fair and just change. Far too many people have been faced with the choice of job loss versus standing up for their rights, going into battle to fight for policyholder benefits against corporate giants should be in an arena where fairness and equality exist. Yet, if one has been through the process, it is known by anything but justice, frankly. The psychological games and pronounced financial woes can make even the strongest of people wonder which way to turn. This is the reason why insured civil rights legislation through Congress is so important. This legislation would put an end to oppressive tactics which degrade the abilities of insurance policyholders to receive those fair and equitable settlements from insurance carriers. By putting an end to decades of waiting for the injured or sick means cutting down the power Wall Street has when entering the courtroom daily against individuals just seeking justice through a now corrupted court system and walking out wondering, when and where did our legal system begin to take the wrong turns? I suspect it was when we placed decisions in the hands of Wall Street and expected they would keep us safe. That has and always will be our job, not theirs. They obviously are continuing to take care of themselves, but not America as a whole. Donald Trump uses the saying, to make America whole again. But as president... Would he be willing to take the power from those unwilling to share opportunities with us all? He may indeed get that chance. Stay safe, well, and determined. Thank you for listening today. <laughs>